What is up, everybody? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 181 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We have a few more days left at the time of this taping for all of you who may be interested in Joining Spinning Thoughts, we are opening up maybe one, two, possibly three positions, uh, contributing style roles, writing album reviews and concert reviews, and uh, I want to get a little bit more into an opinion uh, style uh, format as well, too, not to stray from the uh, just the straight up album reviews and things of that nature without the opinion. We just want you to make your own Uh, decisions and choices on the music you listen to with a little bit of salt and pepper from us here at Spinning Thoughts. TheSpinningThoughts.com is the website if you want to check it out. We are just grinding right up to episode 200, and I already got the gears rolling on what I'm going to do for that episode. I I did the same thing heading into episode 100 where I was, you know, thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, I got to celebrate. It's a big milestone. I don't care if it's only a milestone to me. I think it is. I don't, you know, I don't know. I didn't think I was going to hit episode 100, let alone 200. And who knows where we're going to go from here. But I got the gears rolling. If you've got something you think that we should be doing to celebrate uh, episode 200, let us know on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. And, and if you don't help us out, then I guess... I will take all of that creative responsibility on myself. We've got a jam-packed episode here. We're going to stray slightly from our format that we've been doing here the last you know, couple weeks, couple months, where we bring in bands and their music off of our bands, people tweet at me, Spotify playlist. We're still doing all of that, the playlist, and we're still going to support and spotlight bands from it. But this podcast, at its core, is... Long-winded, uh, definitely, uh, that's that's more me, uh, but interview-based and conversationally interviewed-based, I guess you could say, and as you all know, if you've been listening in, our friend in Canada, Dan Boyer's been out uh, at a bunch of shows talking to a ton of really awesome bands, both from Canada, the States, and really anywhere else, anybody who will sit down and talk to Dan, it seems like. Uh, that's, that's where he's heading with these interviews. He's covering a lot of ground. And, uh, I want to say to you, Dan, if you're listening and you better be listening to this, uh, I appreciate you. And, uh, I really have been enjoying the conversations that you've been having. Now we are going to be hearing from two different, uh, bands and artists here in episode 181. We're going to listen to music from both of them with a very special world premiere. So we will hear from the band Perfect Limbs. And I actually think we're playing a song. I don't know if this is released yet. We'll find out. But they do have a new EP that is dropping this Friday. Again, at the time of this taping. So July the 19th. So if we are playing this song, you'll find out what it is here in a minute. If we are playing this for the first time anywhere, I uh, hope that's cool. But the EP will be out anyways in 24 hours. So spoiler alert so perfect limbs we will hear from them and a song off their upcoming ep i watched myself collapse 
And then we're going to have a really awesome interview with Corbin Giroux. Now, he's currently in a band called Rarity, and they've got a lot of awesome stuff going on. But Corbin has a ton of really cool things going on at at, like an individual level here with some solo music. We're going to premiere the world premiere. The world. This world's pretty big, you know. We're going to give the world premiere to his brand new track off his upcoming EP due out in August. The track is Maggie, and I'm really excited. We've got a lot to cover here, so let's dive right in. We're going to listen to a song first from Perfect Limbs. This is, again, I don't I don't even think this is released yet. I'm just going with my gut and saying that we're good to go. This is the, uh, the, the namesake of their upcoming EP, I Watched Myself Collapse from Perfect Limbs.
So that was I Watched Myself Collapse, the title track off the upcoming EP from Perfect Limbs. It's due out July the 19th. So unless you're a rock star listening to the midnight premiere of this, and there's many of you, but unless you are one of them, this EP, it's already out. I can't wait to listen to the rest of it. And I would advise you all to check it out as well. I mean, that breakdown, that ending to that song, if that doesn't get you interested, I don't know what will. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at SpinThoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I am very excited to share with you right now Dan's conversation recently that he had with the entire band of Perfect Limbs. Hello, hello, Dan Boyer, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts, and I'm here with the entirety of Perfect Limbs. What's going on, guys? Hey. Hey. Hello. Thanks for taking some time here with us at uh, at Spinning Thoughts. Uh, you're a band that's been on our radar to talk to for a little while, and so it's cool that uh, we made it happen here uh, today. And um, first off, just like tell me the story of Perfect Limbs. Like, how did it happen? How did it come together? How did it start? I'll take it. Uh, pretty much, I was a young kid, loved this kind of music, wanted to make it, um, was working at a job. And I ended up meeting Tom, who was in bands, doing this kind of thing. And eventually through that, we decided to make another band. Didn't really know many people to add, so we went to online where we found Adam and Andrew uh, on some ads that wanted to make the exact same kind of music. They were around our age. We were like, all right, let's do that. And we ended up forming it. We had a, an older drummer, but then when Adam moved to London for college, he met Alex, and we needed a new drummer, and Alex jumped in. It was just me wanting to like make music and found like-minded people who were like, yeah, this is the kind of style we're trying to do. Perfect. So it just kind of like progressed, and yeah. here you are. And how long has Perfect Limbs been a band? Uh, like four years this month. I think we started jamming in 2015. It was June 2015. Yeah. June of 2015. So, yeah, we've, you've just hit the four-year four mark. That's awesome. And... Um, what exactly was it that inspired the beginning of Perfect Limbs? Uh, I probably just all of us on the school bus listening to music and imagining ourselves on stage doing cool stuff. And then we all kind of met each other and were like, do you want to do cool stuff as well? And they were like, yes. So that's probably pretty much why we started doing it. Yeah, pretty much just being in, involved Make in... music, do cool stuff. Being involved in... Um, this particular scene and just wanting to continue to be part of it is that pretty much it yeah just like going to local shows and like seeing kids like at the local shows and like the local bands that were cool and be like man like i want to do that like i want to play like just down the street and like just make music and have people be like that's cool and then i also wanted to just have music that's mine like i made it and all that kind of inspired it absolutely um and so over the last four years um you've if i'm if i'm remembering correctly you've started a bit of touring into the u.s yeah. you're you're based in um like the oakville burlington area in ontario which are suburbs of, of toronto for any listeners in the u.s or um in europe um so touring in the states uh is kind of a big deal for a band from the suburbs of, of Toronto. So just talk to me a little bit about how 
that uh, started for Perfect Limbs to be able to tour um, the states. Well, I think it's it's kind of a natural progression of things, and as a band from like Canada and specifically Ontario, I think what happens is a band goes to the U.S. and maybe they're friends of ours or whatever, and we see that they can do that and that it's possible, and then we start looking into um, doing that as well. I guess that's yeah. It's pretty much yeah. We like got well enough. We the shows started growing to like a nice amount to us, like for our own shows. We were like, wow, this is pretty cool. And after we did a few shows like in our hometown and did really well and like other places, we we're kind of just like, you know what? I think we should. I think we should do it. Everybody else is doing it. That's international. That's the way you do it. Like that's how you grow your brand. So Andrew over here, he got in contact with people who knew how to book and how to set it up, and we just did it. Just decided we had to do it if we want to keep going, get bigger. It's definitely it's the next the best move a Canadian bank can make is to do that as soon as possible. So we knew we wanted to do it. So yeah. Awesome. So uh, we're conducting this interview in the Perfect Limbs van, um, and how does a how does a band decide like? Now it's time to invest in like a van. It's really hard to figure out because you talk about it all the time and then months go by and you keep talking about it. And then eventually it's just like you have to pull the trigger and just do it. Um, Andrew found the van on Kijiji or something. Uh, and it, <laughs> was, it was just a we have to do it. Like we just need to stop talking about it and do it. Yeah. So once, same with, once the opportunity became available, like with the right price, we were like, well, we want to get a van. So if we don't pull the trigger now, I don't know if we're ever going to end up doing it. So we just kind of just dove in. And then once we had the van, it was like, well, I guess we're a real touring van now, aren't we? So, yeah. Well, the challenge, uh, I would think, is we want to play shows far and wide in the States, yeah. et cetera. Um, and if you want to do that, you got to be able to get there and with you on tour it's not going to fit all your gear so yeah you need a van absolutely so i would think that that's uh that's that's the factor right is like okay we want to take this to the next level so that means it's it's time is that is that fair correct yeah because you know Either you're going to do it or you're not, and sounds like you guys have been doing it. So, how has the touring in the U.S. been going? Like, what is that experience like for a band that's, you know, played their hometown and established themselves locally, and like now we're broadening out? Like, just reflect a little bit on that experience. Uh, it's definitely um, scary at first. You're in a lot of places you've never been before, a lot of places you're not comfortable with, even playing kind of far and wide um, in regards to like the Ontario region we've all been to Kingston or Ottawa or Montreal or something for example for something unrelated to music so we at least have like at least have a little bit of experience being where we are but you go down into the US into the mid Midwest where we were and you don't you nothing is familiar no people are familiar no gas stations or or landmarks or anything like that are familiar and completely like uncharted territory and you also got to be prepared for like your shows not to do as well and for promoters to maybe not treat you as nicely as some of your friends do in Ontario it, and like the list would go on and on for that stuff so it's just a completely new ball game I guess to sum all that up yeah and that's provided that your paperwork is done correctly and you get lucky and you actually get into the states because that was right off the get-go our biggest fear was like okay 
are they even going to let us cross the border? What's going to happen when we even get to the inspection station? And I mean, thankfully we got across, but that was definitely one of the more tense moments of that run was sitting in secondary inspection in a quiet room, just kind of waiting for a name to be called with a yes or a no. Well, and I asked that question because like, it's, it's very easy. And I'm sure there've been many bands like yourselves that have started um, from going to shows within your local scene and being like, I want to be in a band. But then like it actually gets real and you actually have to invest in the van and you have to invest in visas and you have to hope that, you know, customs is going to let you do. And so it's, it's my point here is that it's much more complex than simply like, Hey, I like playing music. Let's go do it. Like it, (laughs) it, it takes dedication, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that being that being the case, um, as you're starting to broaden out tour in the states, what's the goal for Perfect Limbs? Like, like in ten years, when it like or fifteen years or whatever, like you know, down the road, when when you look back on Perfect Limbs, like, what do you want to be able to say about it? I think I want to be able to say, like, yeah, we we did it. Like, we put in the work, and we've made a bunch of music that we like and are able to, pretty much goal is to be able to travel and do it, play the music, just like any other touring band would, and just make that, like, the life. And pretty much, and just be proud of it. And, like, right now we're just doing, like, the groundwork. Hopefully later we look back and, like, we just set that groundwork. It made it work. We're the band we want to be. We're a touring band. Absolutely. And so... um you're playing this show tonight uh, as we celebrate the signing of Rarity to New Damage Records uh, in Hamilton, Ontario. Um, and after that, what is next for Perfect Limbs? We play with a band called Left Behind in Brampton next month in July. And then we play with a band called Crafter, who are very good friends of ours. We actually, They actually did our first U.S. tour with us. They're very, uh, very kind to have taken us out with them and kind of show us the ropes and stuff in the U.S. So it would have been way harder without them. So definitely check out Crafter. Um, and then after that, I don't think we got anything going on. But between the, like all that, we have an EP coming out. Yeah. I guess that's the thing that's happening as well that I missed. Yeah, we're, dro- <laughs> we're dropping an EP uh, in like mid to late July and probably expected to release show Hamilton, like home area. Uh, show around there. So all of that, yeah, Left Behind show, uh, playing with Crafter, and we have an EP coming out in a few weeks to just a little bit over a month and we'll do a release show probably a few weeks after that in august awesome well all the best as perfect limbs continues to grow and uh just before we wrap um have you got anything to add um we're on just keep your eyes open for a release day for the ep because we haven't figured that out yet and uh that's about it Songs. We're on Spotify, iTunes, anything. Just check us out, and we'll hopefully do some more U.S. touring, Canadian touring, and be around. Awesome. So uh, you're on all the socials and all the streaming platforms. People can check out Perfect Limbs. Thank you again uh, for taking some time here with Spinning Thoughts. And until next time, we will share music and spread love. Yes, we will. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. So that was Dan's conversation with the entire band of Perfect Limbs. It sounds like they have a lot going on right now from a new EP that's just about to drop, if not already out by the time you're listening. They have some upcoming dates 
uh, for performances, and it sounds like they've got more coming too. So keep your eyes and ears open for perfect limbs. Before we hear Dan's conversation with Corbin Giroux, we actually have this amazing opportunity to give all of you the very first listen. It is the world premiere of Corbin's new song. It's titled Maggie. This is coming off of his upcoming EP titled Losing the Race via Walk a Mile Record. We don't always do premieres here at Spinning Thoughts. We like to, and we only do them, uh, I guess, when the opportunity arises. And here is this opportunity. I am excited to share this opportunity with all of you. It's my pleasure to play for the first time Maggie from Corbin Giroux. I'm still sitting here While you're fast asleep The only time I hear you call Is when I sleep So come back home You left this world far too early Set me on to a stale dream where I wanna go back home, but I still don't know how to go. I can feel your heartbeat on the cold floor.
So that was the world premiere of Maggie from Corbin Giroux. It's off of his upcoming EP, Losing the Race Out This August via Walk a Mile Records. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at SpinThoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. With no more delays, I am very excited to share with you Dan's conversation with Corbin Giroux. Hello, hello, Dan Boyer, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts. And I'm here with Corbin Giroux of Rarity and Corbin Giroux Music. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Uh, ex- really excited for the show tonight. Um, I'm glad we were able to, you know, hook this up and everything. Absolutely, yeah. It's always good to see you. And uh, so we're here at um, the signing party for Rarity. Uh, Rarity has just signed to New Damage Records. um, And we are super stoked uh, for all of you guys with regard to that. Um, And you've got a a tour with Rarity coming up uh, in the summer. But besides that, uh, you're also about to drop... A solo EP. I am. Yes. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Some of the songs have been written for quite some time. Uh, but yeah, it's all coming into full fruition, and like I'm ready for everyone to hear it. So this is like your third EP as third EP yeah. as as a solo. Yeah, artist? you you fact check right. Yeah, third third EP. So how did you um, start writing your solo music, and how long? Has that been going on? Um, some listeners will know, and it'll be new information to some listeners, that previous to playing guitar in Rarity, uh, you played in a band called Downstream. Um, were you writing solo music at that time, or did that come as you joined Rarity? Or how did you start writing solo music? Um, I think everything, it actually came like even before Downstream. Uh, I did like this one coffee house uh, type thing in like, December of 2013 and that was like that was the first time I've ever sang in front of anyone and it was like that one night just sort of gave me the confidence to start writing so I started writing songs in my bedroom uh, just like soft acoustic songs and I never really like pushed my voice or anything it was always just like singing softly Um, and then you know drop one EP of me singing super softly drop like another EP while downstream was like going on of me sort of like trying new things and like you know trying to figure out how i wanted my voice to sound and then uh put out a full length and then put out another full length and then throughout all of these like releases i sort of honed in on like how i wanted you know how i wanted me to sound and what felt comfortable for uh me as like not only just as like a songwriter but as like a lyricist and like a singer so it's been a developing project over over time yeah i mean um being just like like having like a project where it's just you it's like you have all the time in the world to sort of develop yourself uh see what works and what doesn't see what you like to do and what like look back on old songs and be like hey like i wish i did that differently uh but i feel like i'm finally at a point where it's like I'm very comfortable with my voice and the songs that I'm writing, which is why I'm so excited to finally put out this new EP uh, called Losing the Race. Nice. And that kind of leads into my next uh, question, which is 
when you're um, engaging in songwriting for your solo material, um, how does that differ from songwriting with Rarity? Like, obviously, with Rarity, it's a band. There's five people in the band, and and as you mentioned, as a solo artist, um, you know, you're writing for yourself. But what what other similarities and, and differences happen around uh, songwriting when you're writing for your solo project versus writing uh, Rarity songs? Um, well, as you said, it's obviously like I'm I'm but one part of five full parts in Rarity, right? Uh, so when I'm writing for Rarity, whether it be, um, I mean, as far as like like lyrics go, I sort of just like I always have an ever uh, uh, like a. a iPhone note that I'm always adding lyrics to so that sort of just like stays on the back burner until we go like in the studio uh, as far as like writing like uh, guitar and stuff for Rarity um, it's basically like just write the sickest riff that I can uh, yeah. not so much focusing on like writing like full songs um, because the full songs sort of come together as more of like a collaborative effort um, as far as my solo music goes um, I really like finding new tunings so uh, a, a song normally gets started from me finding a new tuning, finding like new chords that I can uh, use that I haven't used before. That's like a big thing for me is like find new chords that I haven't before um, and then sort of just develop a structure off of that. Lyrics come last uh, after like the full song is written. Um, a, a sick melody comes before the lyrics too. So I'll normally find this new tuning find new chords that I haven't used, uh, hum like gibberish of like a nice like melody that I find and then the lyrics will come after. Uh, yeah. yeah. How did, um, how did you start playing guitar in the first place? Um, well, it, it's sort of weird. My uncle gave me a guitar when I was like 10. He gave me like this old like acoustic guitar and I tried playing songs on it and it hurt me. And so I gave up for like, two three years and then one day I was in grade eight uh I think I was like like 12 or 13 in grade eight and I just looked at the guitar uh fallout boy actually just put out their album folia de and so I tried learning a bunch of songs from that album and I noticed that like you know I I noticed uh how to tune to drop d and then I started learning some fallout boy songs and just from like learning tabs uh, on the internet and I was like you know what this is actually you know uh, it came a little bit easier that time around uh, and I feel like that sort of pushed me into you know joining my first high school band uh, you know playing live for the first time in front of people um, and then it all sort of like snowballed it's like you learn what you're good at you learn what you're not good at and then just like I said before you hone in on those skills uh, and see what you want to develop and see what you want to like improve over time and the next thing you know you're playing in downstream and rarity and writing your own solo material it's, uh, it's been very fun it's uh I, I feel like uh one thing that's very important for all musicians you should never be confined to like uh the band that you're in you should always try to find like you know other creative musical outlets to do because I mean, as far as like myself, um, as far as myself, uh, it's sort of like um, I can never just do one thing. It's like I always have to keep on, uh, you know, having different musical outlets in my life to sort of keep me sane. 
Absolutely, and that kind of leads into my next question too, which is similar to one of my previous questions, but um, the, the question is how um, does being in Rarity or having been in Downstream, like what influence does that have on your solo music, um, if any? Um, my thing is like, like Downstream and Rarity, those were always like the things that, uh, the things in my life that, you know, allow me to see the most amount of new places. It's like, it would be hard for me to see California by myself, right? Um, so the way I see it is like those aspects in my life uh, are present and very important. Um, but the role that it ends up making for my solo stuff is like, is sort of like a complete release. It's sort of like, it's, it's all me, any like opinions and like, uh, thoughts and like moves that I want to make going forward it's all like a me thing so it feels very like it feels very like I'm in control of steering the ship almost um, which is like something that I very much like but I like uh, having those two di uh, different sides where it's like you know working as a team with Rarity and like you know we're all together with like the same vision and then when I'm not doing Rarity I have time to sort of sit back and just like whatever creative uh you know you know melodies or uh songs that end up coming uh it's sort of just like a, a nice a nice release from everything and and yet um with your uh solo music you have done um at least one short tour right the seven days in the centra tour right yeah and uh, and you have some shows coming up uh, for your solo music with um, SafeBet and um, opening some of the rarity shows that are going to be be happening. So, um, how do you arrange your your solo shows, and how are they different than rarity shows? So, um, when Downstream uh, like Downstream broke up in 2017, and I obviously like I like touring a lot, so. Uh, I was like, man, like I, I need to find a way to get on the road. Like, Rarity was writing at the time and wasn't really uh, uh, touring that much. So, uh, to go on my first solo tour, I asked uh, my friends in a band called Goldfinch, uh, and I was like, do you guys have any like touring plans for this summer? Uh, and they were like, we actually do. We have like a two-week tour routed, already routed to the east coast of Canada and back. And so I just ended up hopping on that tour in 2017. And uh, that was my first ever solo tour, and it was a very much like I was lucky. Like I just I asked a friend, like friends of mine, if you know they had anything going on, and it just so happened they had a whole tour booked already. Um, aside from that, that was the only time that uh, the tour was sort of already booked, and I sort of just hopped on. Everything aside from that, um, I've obviously like I've made uh, friends who are like talent buyers from downstream from rarity uh, from playing like the odd show here and there solo so I've sort of just like you know kept in touch with those people over time that's how uh, Alex from Rare Candy and I ended up setting up uh, my first American solo tour uh, at the end of last year um, and then yeah sort of same deal with uh, the summer tour that I have coming I was able to hop on some of the rarity dates because I'm obviously like already playing it in rarity um, and as far as like the shows with safe bet on that tour go I've been like Twitter friends with him for like five six years we've talked about playing together for the longest time so 
I just ended up messaging some of those uh, promoters and talent buyers that I've like stayed in contact with, and you know what? Uh, we have good relationships, so they were as equally as excited to sort of like host us as I was for them being down to like hold us playing shows together. Absolutely, and uh, for any anyone listening who might not know. Um, your friend Alex, uh, who has a solo project called Rare Candy, is the bass player for Belmont, yep. right? Who yep. are friends of the show and recent guests. Um, and so all the best as you, uh, as you release your next uh, uh, solo EP. And, um, and so there's some exciting things. You're playing some solo shows. The EP is going to drop. Um, is there anything else that's going on or, or what is, what's next for, um, Corbin Drew music for your solo project? Um, well, I'm going to drop, uh, my favorite song off of the EP on July 5th. Um, don't have an exact release date for the album yet, but it will be like mid August. Um, I have exciting news regarding uh, a solo tour in November. I'm going to do full band Corbin. So like my songs with uh, a backing band, uh, like I'll be playing rhythm and I'll have like a, a lead, a bass and a drummer and sort of bring it like a new life to my songs. Um, other than that, uh, I'm always writing. So like I'd, I'll probably have like a new EP written soon. It's uh, just a matter of when I'm going to go into the studio um, yeah, got the summer tour, EP dropping, like, mid-August, and then a full band solo tour in November, and that, that's about it for me right now for the end of the year. Awesome, so that's, uh, that's exciting, there's some really cool stuff happening in, uh, the next while, and so by the time this airs, when this airs, there'll probably be two of your singles, um, for your forthcoming EP that are out that people can find on all the um, all the socials and uh, so we highly encourage listeners to check out uh, Corbin's solo material and uh, and just before we wrap uh, is there anything you'd like to add um, I, I know that some people like uh, like obviously you know Spotify and Apple music uh, is sick and I use it religiously but if anyone was looking for the link for like my Bandcamp, it's just CorbinGiroux.BandCamp.com. Uh, other than that, uh, I think that's it. I honestly, I, th I think that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks uh, for taking some time here with us uh, at uh, Spinning Thoughts. And until next time, we will share music and spread love. Thank thanks, you, man. Thank you so much, man. So that was Dan's conversation with Corbin Giroux. We just finished listening to the world premiere of Maggie off his upcoming EP, Losing the Race. Again, that is out August of this year via Waka Mile Records. I want to thank Corbin and Perfect Limbs for being special guests on the show, lending their music. That is what this thing is all about, and we are going to keep doing this until we stop doing this. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at SpinThoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday 
I am going to be covering Sad Summerfest in Pittsburgh July the 19th, the same day as Perfect Limbs EP release. Just, you know, to correlate full circle right there, I'm really excited. I'm going to be getting a lot of content from this. I'm going to be vlogging. I love to do that. I don't do it enough, but I got a really fancy camera, and I'm really excited to try it out. We'll be here same time, same place next week. Until then, make sure you share music, spread love. Don't take two days The same old story